1869, Frédéric Bartholdi approached the Grand Vizier of Egypt with a proposition, a custom statue in the port of Said to welcome ships sailing through the newly opened Suez Canal. The statue was of a woman, clad in robes and holding a torch high, but negotiations fell through, and instead you can now see her at Liberty Island, welcoming the tired and poor, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused, and buckle in, because this one is different. Yes, it is. And I'm red. It really is, and I'm Jan. And then one of you talk, because then it doesn't turn off. <laughs> I'm not Steve. <laughs> I'm not Carol. I'm Heidi. Thank you for being on, all the three of you. Uh, this, yep. this is different, because there's uh, a very much different composition to the podcast today. With Finally! Yes. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's, the, that's a fun thing, or hopefully the fun thing of actually having uh, all of us white, white bearded, almost middle-aged men put into place into some fashion. You said bearded? What? What? Speaking for yourself? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm also say, also said almost middle-aged, but I guess I'm still only talking about you two. So. What he's trying to say. It's, <laughs> oh God. Okay. What he's trying to say. It's not two thirds this time. It's fifty-fifty. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is the way of saying it. Uh, should we properly say, it? well, maybe actually you ladies should actually introduce yourself. Maybe that's the best way of going about it. Yeah. Let's start with Carol, please. Hello. Uh, I'm Carol. I was on a couple of weeks ago already. I think like, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. Wasn't too long yeah. ago. Something yeah. like it. Yeah, uh, I'm a prop maker from Berlin, Germany, and I am back again. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Ellen. Hello, everyone. I was also on before, but I guess, what, six months or more ago now? It's been a while. Yeah, uh, no. you, you were on just before Christmas or in November, I think, Sounds because it was right. all about the treasure trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so that, that's been a while, but I'm back, happy to be back. Yeah, um, back. So I have a YouTube channel and Instagram, and I make stuff, I sew stuff, I knit stuff, I do woodwork and metalwork and whatever else strikes my fancy. And heavy metal knitting. And heavy metal knitting, of course. Which is important, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone need to make all the chainmail for us bearded bastards. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And we have ID. Hi. I'm Heidi Jacobs. I am of Whitehall Pottery. I'm a potter and I was on the podcast as well a month or so ago. And so it seems like like none of us have been foreign to podcasts. We've all either done this podcast or multiple other podcasts. Um, yeah. So thank you for, for inviting us back, all of us. Um, it's always fun to chat with you boys. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, time time travel being weird, Heidi, you're technically still at work, although you're not. Yes. <laughs> and we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always it's always hard, uh, you know, balancing the um, the time zones, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, but uh, I, I guess we were a little bit lazy of just saying, so this is the time sort of in Central Europe and Heidi, please do figure it out. <laughs> and it, it works though, you managed. Yes, yes, Google is a magical thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange to me though, like that Red, you speak in almost like military time uh, when you say like 20 and I'm yeah. like, what time is that really for real? Because oh, 20 yeah. is not on a clock. Yep. <laughs> well, well, it can, yeah, we because we don't have AM and PM. We only have yes. the military, the 2400. Yes. It's very strange for me, the American. Cardo <laughs> <laughs> as well. He works in military time. <laughs> Why I'm the outlier. Yeah. No, yeah, kids. <laughs> I'm the outlier. Hello from America, where we think that our rules are the only rules. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure will come as a complete shock to everybody listening. Mm, yeah. I'm absolutely positive that everyone thinks the best of me and my country. Oh, of you, certainly. Your country? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> Had to be said, sorry. <laughs> uh, if you wouldn't have, I would have. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great, ladies, to have you uh, back in the podcast. Uh, personally, I'm super happy uh, to see the three of you tonight. Uh, I don't want to take uh, Raz's spot, so I'm gonna let you, uh, Raz, introduce the topic for tonight and the reason why we have uh, this wonderful makehouse with us. Well, it, it it's weird of you doing a segue, segue and then just tossing the ball at me. Yep. Your problem now. <laughs> to, to be honest, Rasmus, though, it's like we can do it pretty easy. It's like we're not going to talk about a week because you've been blacksmithing. Red is probably fixing something on his car and I've been working. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's been much. that. Moving okay. On. No. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But what the, the reason we are uh, taken over, invaded by uh, all of you is we realized the conversation about being a woman or basically something other than a white male on the internet can be interesting at times or directly troublesome. And we basically just wanted you to, to educate us about what's the common mistakes we do and how we can be better and realize the, how we might be perceived wrongly or how us unintentionally, hopefully at least, uh, being scary or intimidating, or just which I guess stupid. is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm stupid all the time. So I'm, uh, but still I'm here, allowed, I, I'm allowed to be here. So I don't know what, what that tells anyone, but I guess the question is, are you a different kind of stupid with men and women with women? I would like to think not, but then again, I, I I'm not really the one to say because I'm inside my own head all the time. So, I mean, I can't judge myself from the outside, how it's being perceived. Which is also, I guess, part of the problem in all of this, that uh, it, it, even if my intentions always are respectful and good, if you are not perceiving it that way, then technically it's not. Yeah. Right? But I don't know if any, any of you want to sort of take the conversation from there, uh, or if that's too vague for you. I'm just going to ask a question to maybe start it off. Uh, if uh, I may, um, 
I've seen, uh, I've talked to uh, female makers or women maker, ladies maker, whatever you want to call it. Um, women making stuff and being on a social, receiving a lot, sometimes a lot of uh, really rude comment or um, people um, allowing themselves to say stuff to those makers or, or just women on the internet that they wouldn't dare say to a man or just say to the said woman in real life. Do you, the three of you, also have that kind of experience uh, being on YouTube, Instagram, maybe also TikTok or wherever you, you may be on the socials? Ellen, do you have that kind of experience? Personally, actually not that much, not in that sense. It's like, yes, there's stupid comments on the internet, but I, I, I don't think I get those any differently or more or less than, than men or, or any other makers uh, mm -hmm. do. Maybe I'm lucky in that sense. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what to hear from the others as well. But I don't get a lot of nasty comments like that. Um, I had a point <laughs> to my train of thought, but now I've lost it. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't feel like that is particularly part of my experience, but maybe Carol Heidi have something to say. Well, I mean, for me, it's, that could be a long conversation <laughs> if I, if I start from the beginning, but for me, basically the main issue is not laying online, but more in real life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, that is probably due to the way each one of us maybe without any judgment right exposes themselves on the internet so if you are um as a woman i don't know maybe dressing up showing more skin or whatever on the internet then of course you are probably more a target to those comments yeah. which is absolutely wrong in the first place, which because it's none of your fucking business how any of us dresses, right? Totally. That's not, you shouldn't be making any comments about that. Enjoy it or don't, but don't, don't judge and don't hate. Um, because men run around topless all the time and we are not able to do that for whatever reason, because it's, uh, apparently people are, I don't know, judging bodies or afraid of nipples afraid of nipples uh feeling feeling easily aroused by uh, two bags of fat <laughs> if you may want to break <laughs> it down like <laughs> it's yeah it, i think the the problem starts more or is more like really in the society itself and is so deeply rooted and it's so goes so far back that it's very hard to change that perspective so even if you are just in school and wearing i've heard stories of girls just wearing normal tank tops and then they got told off because the boys couldn't concentrate like <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe teach your boy to that it this is a normal thing and not that the lady is supposed to hide herself yeah and uh I mean, I get a lot of, oh God, I, I don't know how deep I want to go into there, but 
I think every woman has an experience with being catcalled or being harassed in the streets openly. It doesn't need to be online. I, I don't think that's, I mean, you can just close your browser and probably um, if it isn't too much anyways, right? If it's mm. just a stupid comment on YouTube, I don't think any of us takes that too bad to their hearts, like, hey, yeah, whatever, it's a troll, ignore it. Mm-hmm. If it gets too much, of course, it might be a problem. Um, but if you are just simply walking down the street or doing your groceries or whatever, and people harass you or say something stupid to your face, you can't escape, right? And you have mm-hmm. to deal with that on almost a daily basis. I'm afraid and I don't think that's something that men are aware of because they don't have that I have been catcalled in the street once of course you have I mean you're fucking handsome (laughs) no no I'm not saying that I I was 17 I was waiting for the bus at a bus stop and uh, a car was in this traffic uh, in the traffic and it was like uh, four women, uh, probably 25 inside the car. And I've been catcalled for the first time in my, in my life. And I, I, I was super surprised and also felt very uncomfortable. And, and mm-hmm. I was not at risk at that time. Uh, no danger at all. It was mainly for fun. They were uh, probably friends just laughing, having a good time in the car. So they saw a guy in the street and they just decided to, to do it. I didn't feel like I was in danger or, yeah, I I found it funny, surprising first and funny after because they were clearly joking. But I can only imagine that um, if I I was a woman in the street and it happened to me over and over every day, and especially after work or late in the evening, it would be terrifying. And I'm I'm always super scared when my wife is coming back from work late at night because she's a woman of course she's strong and and i know she can (laughs) beat up a man (laughs) probably better than i can but um i'm still scared for her um we we are we hear so many crazy stories about people being attacked uh arrested in the street it's just scary at them so yeah i hear you but uh, maybe heidi also could share her little yeah for sure introductory experience kind of thing Sure. Um, well, I think it's gotten better. Like, let me just put that out there. Like, I, I think that the more women that are putting themselves out there as creatives, it's it's becoming more mainstream to see a female face, um, you know, in cosplay. Yes. Uh, or, you know, a, a sculptor or, or whatever being chosen over a male counterpart rather than just being a, um, a helper. Um, so I, I think, you know, just in the last 10 years, probably it's, it's become a lot more apparent that there are more women makers in the community and, um, we're not just, you know, I, I can remember very succinctly, um, when I first got involved in the maker community, there was an individual in one of the, um, maker groups, uh, that kept making comments about, how he was frustrated that these fake women makers were getting attention mm-hmm. uh, that he was not getting. Uh, 
and he felt his skills were just as good as these fake women creators and he kept saying he kept alluding to that they weren't actually creating things it was their husbands doing the work for them and then they were just like getting pictures like all glammed up with their um with their creations and some of the people that he was pointing to were people that i knew um myself personally and i knew how much work that they put into their platform and into their product and into their their self-promotion um do you have his name and phone number please <laughs> I, or I, address <laughs> yeah address <laughs> i kept so i do this thing for myself to as like a self-empowerment thing where i will keep screen grabs of assholes comments or like yeah. Um, chains of things where it's like very misogynistic and mm -hmm. then I like to see the people that come out of the woodwork to just be like you're you're an idiot um, you you don't know what you're talking about you're insecure um, you know like the I keep I have a folder on my um, on my Google profile that is just all of these like moments where people are either being self-owned or owned by other people in the community to be like uh times are a change in boy you know you, yeah. you gotta but you know it's it's not just men either it's it's women too like other women will attack other women um out of either like jealousy for another woman's physique uh or or you know like their their ability to communicate with the opposite sex or even you know with other women um so it's it's not just endemic to like how men see women in the maker community um i've seen it you know just be an experience a human experience of of just like well what is she, who does she think she is awesome. who does she think she is putting herself out there as the professional you know, so like it's pretty much like one of the issues you're having is like putting yourself out there as a maker, somebody who creates that you're basically getting the hate from both sides or for like of some people, because that's insane. That's something I never thought about. I think we're also still sort of in that in between phase where it is getting better, mm -hmm. but it's still it's this very common thing where then we feel like there's only so many spots for non male makers mm, <laughs> and like okay. we have to compete uh, for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, like like there's a quota and someone else might steal your spot. Yeah, like we have our token women or our token non-men, mm. um, and there's only room for so many. So if you if you come in and take a spot, then that means someone else has to go. You know, it, it's it. Yes, there are more non-men, but we're not at a place yet where it's super normal or super mixed. Mm -hmm. So I think that also then com comes into play a little bit with like, but there's you know there's only room for so many, which is of course not the case, and and like there should be as many women and non-binaries and whatever else as there can be, but it's, it's sort of this whole transition phase as well that just ends up being like <laughs> adding to the fuel to, fuel to the fire. I'm, I'm surprised you're saying this because I've never, uh, I've never felt that it is like this actually in the community. I felt like within the community, female make makers are actually very welcome especially within the females and uh it's more like um like the, the token girl being on within a group of men 
maybe where there's a no there are very many well-known male makers especially and if you are friends with that group right you mm -hmm. are maybe the one woman but i feel like there's there's room for all the women i can't think of anyone being pushed out in that sense no 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 and i i'm, I'm absolutely talking about that what you're saying now like there's a group of men or maybe like more well-known makers or things like that where there is then that that inherent sort of <laughs> like insecurity like, about losing their spot so to speak yeah I, I don't know if it if it comes with that like well you fought your way in and you and you don't want to to lose that again it, i think it's a very human thing to do but i do think that it's it's only in certain like corners of the community and it's definitely not everywhere mm -hmm. and there's a lot of places where it's it, everyone is just welcome in welcoming but i think there are pockets where it's just like well we only have <laughs> so many spots and you feel like you have to earn your place and and I'm, I don't like that. For me, that's very much like, well, if I have to earn it, then I don't want it. But it is a feeling I get sometimes where you just like, well, <laughs> you have to fight your way in. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, I, I've I met a few people that seems to be very much afraid of someone else coming and being the next big thing so that they won't be the next big thing. Kind of but is that is that is that just only to your gender or is that human in general that's i wouldn't the, put I, that down to female no, or male no 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 uh that that's very much the way i see it anyway that's very much just people being people being insecure mm. or being afraid of losing something uh i don't think it got anything to do with gender at all it's just how how secure do you feel in the position you're currently at mm -hmm. And probably the lashing out is a little bit different by someone who's female to like pull the card that's like because the token, like you girl said, it's because of that. It's like just the way the lashing out. If it's a guy, they probably use something else. Yeah, to deal with it. I, it. I would say like the it's it's very minimal that experience with with our pocket of of folks. Like I've I've never really felt that way within like the groups that we we all are a part of. But any time that I kind of like start stretching out into like some of the other spaces that the maker community is in, I I do feel some of that trepidation of like, oh, you know, am I going to be accepted? Not only am I going to be accepted by the core group, but Am I, like Ellen was describing, like, am I going to be stepping on toes for, you know, whoever's known as the female maker in that space or whatever? Um, but when it comes to, like, my craft specifically, um, ceramics in the United States has been a very um, inclusive kind of experience for me. So it's, I, to me, that's a lot different than I, I think, Ellen, you probably would feel with, like, welding um, when you were here or with, um, woodworking, I'm, I'm sure the the reception for you when you went to Ohio was probably like, Oh, holy shit, this girl can actually figure this out, uh, versus, oh, what is she doing here? You know, it's, it almost like that, that, that reverse, um, praise for almost not like you didn't really do a whole lot more than somebody else, but like you get extra praise because you're an anomaly. I guess. Yeah, but I, 
I yeah, but I fi honestly I find that kind of wrong. I don't think we should overly praise women for doing something that should be no. completely normal, right? It's condescending. Yeah, it's like I agree. Just just it's the same with uh, or like probably very similar with obvious racism and in a positive and in a negative way. Like uh, if you just normalize it to a certain degree, we don't have to point it out all the time, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? We don't have to say, oh, it's a female maker. Yeah. It's just like, it's a person making stuff, right? That's it why doesn't I... doesn't matter if it's me, female or male. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Carol. And that's why I really, really hate the expression um, middle-aged bearded white men because... Because you can't grow a beard? Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> Rash can't. Uh, just give me a shit. No, but, yeah, it, 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 what the fuck does it matter the, the color of the skin? Yeah. I mean, they, we don't fucking care about that. He's, yeah. he's a man, he's middle-aged, okay, he's bearded, fine. But white, black, or whatever else color that you, you can be doesn't matter. As, as Kawa said, a maker is a maker. It doesn't You don't have to point out that it's a male or a female. It doesn't really matter. Or you can just precise whatever. it. Yes. Yeah, or binary or else. You can just say his name, her name, and we would understand that. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just explain who, who that is, who's the person you're talking but about. May, may I throw yep. something in? Because this is exactly what I experienced. Because I haven't been long like in the maker community or for that long uh, my first experience with all that meeting people face to face was at maker centrals in 219 mm -hmm. and i was absolutely impressed and i really enjoyed it and i never spent a thought about it like if the maker i was making was male or female i didn't care about that and i never mm -hmm. had the feeling though that it mattered that was one of the really nice things i really enjoyed that there it was just like but meeting the community and not like meeting groups or like different camps or something like that but maybe the, everything for me was new at that point so i think red what you just touched on is something completely different the whole like white male cisgender dude right mm -hmm. this is you can't deny that this is a fucking privilege right you are yeah. like on top of the <laughs> on top of the how do you call it evolution no, it, change whatever you don't have yeah. you you don't get to talk about the problem that black people have you don't get to talk about the problem that women have because you don't have them right no no sure so you are not in a posi position to judge that and that is of course taken in reverse then to say like you should just shut up at this point because yeah. it's not your place to talk about that you are privileged in that situation so um just hold back a bit and that's probably what i would like to have for white <laughs> bearded <laughs> middle-aged white men <laughs> middle-aged white men to maybe let sink in a bit that maybe be a bit more humble or a bit mm -hmm. more hold back a bit more yeah. because you are the loudest you are taking the most room in the world for sure whether whether you are aware of it or not but you yeah. are taking so much space physically and <clears throat> with actions that you do like look at politicians look at economics look at everything it's the majority of people and this is what the world looks like 
So I'm if just... you are you are as a <laughs> as a male white cis dude um, voicing your opinion very loudly, it's always like yeah, but. No, sure, sure. You, you have a voice already, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just explain why I hate this expression. It comes from uh, a quote from uh, Morgan Freeman that said one day, as long as you point out to a man that he is black or that he is white, you're part of the problem. You're part of racism. Because a man is a man, a woman is a woman, the, the skin color doesn't make any fucking difference. That's why I hate this expression. But it, it does. But it, it does. does. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't concept, It doesn't uh, make away the problem that, as you said, some part of the population is uh, voicing their opinion more loudly uh, than others, and they are more present than others, and they should totally be more humble, humble, and leave more space for other people. It's not because you are a middle-aged white bearded guy that you can speak louder than everyone else. Uh, but again, Carol, you're right. It's a different problem, and, and it also relates to history and and society, how it evolved, and what what people did back in the days. And we, um, as a society, has to fix it. Um, what I, I was kind of um, surprised uh, by was what Heidi said about the doubt that still is uh, apparently um, exists the doubt that still exists in the community that a woman maker, female maker would be less talented than a, than a man doing the exact same thing. Like the suspicion that, oh no, it's her husband that's doing the stuff and she's just here to be the face on, on the media. I found it super weird that that kind of idea or suspicion or just like fucking bullshit still exists after... Uh, it's been like 15 years, 20 years that we have all the socials. Uh, it, it became bigger and bigger depending on the socials. But we we can see people start a project, do the project, finish the project, and nobody in, interfere in the whole process. So we can directly witness women doing stuff. And still, there is a doubt that she's the one that has made that thing. It's just sounds really really crazy to me so i i want to chime in there because i i fully agree with carol here that yes it it shouldn't matter that you're a white this head dude either of you any of you um but being able to say that it doesn't matter is a position of privilege because of if, you, if you're not that then it does definitely matter and you mm -hmm. see it every day so things like this come into play there. Like you, you can't believe that that's still happening because you don't experience that every day. For sure. And it, does happen yeah. and it is very real. And I mean, I, I love all of you guys and I know all of you come from a, the very best positions of heart. But like Jan, you walking into Maker Central and feeling that it's an inclusive space and that it doesn't matter what gender you are, mm -hmm. you can only say that because you're a cis-head white man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that might be... Anyone else did not experience it that way. And that might be very well true. It just, I can only talk from my experience in that. Now, yeah. on the other side, I wouldn't treat anyone different there, but that's probably my privilege because, like you said, I maybe come like from that level, if I want it or not. It's just, yeah, I felt, and, and I felt really welcome. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very like I felt very welcome too. But there, there's a level, there's levels to it, mm -hmm. and I think I, I think that that really sums up uh, why we are doing this 
this episode yeah. today and why we have you today because from our perspective uh yeah it shouldn't be an issue but it is uh it, it should be an inclusive pl place because we feel like it but it's not and only you or or, or uh, i don't want to say people like you but other female other women uh female maker can can say and and um explain what it is uh for them being in a place that should be welcoming for everyone but is not a place on on the internet for example that should be safe but it's not uh when you expose your work and your process that your talent uh, should be recognized but is not so um, we're gonna and i mean we we are we all agreed with Jan and raz to play the david's advocate a little bit before the show so we can ask question and and play the idiots and be dumb and and push a little bit uh, just just so people that are listening to the show uh, understand uh, your position ladies but, but also don't 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 pretend it's devil's advocate on purpose it's okay to not know these things oh no some <laughs> stuff we don't know for sure uh but other we we have to play the devil's advocate because if we don't maybe the, the it, it would be um harder for the truth of your feeling to be just uh, explained so i mean for myself like if you're taking it back to um the whole social media and putting yourself out there and putting your work out there and either it's professional or just as a hobbyist um i personally made at some point not the maybe not a conscious decision but i didn't want to deal with those comments that would come with me exposing myself like putting mm -hmm. my person first so i decided to put my work first mm -hmm. and yeah. i barely like share selfies or whatever on my my professional instagram because i don't want that to be the um the reason why people hire me right yeah. i want my work to speak for itself so and i have a question uh, about that let me let me just let yeah, me just after, finish after, that uh, yeah please because um I, I somehow made this decision but at the same time it's it's completely wrong because i am basically hiding myself mm -hmm. right and we i think a lot of women are hiding themselves in a way online and even like when they're going out like they don't dress up the way they maybe feel like dressing up because they mm -hmm. don't want to deal with the way they are received to the world and i i would love to go out like very confident and i don't know wearing short stuff in summer and stuff like that but in a way i don't want to deal with the reaction mm. <laughs> and that's why i'm not doing it and i find that really sad and i know that there are a lot of women who don't give a fuck and who are very confident and um, just i don't know take rachel metz for example i love that girl right she's just not giving a fuck she's building in her bikini uh, in the desert because it's fucking hot and I love her for that because she doesn't care and it doesn't matter and I don't even want to know the comments she must receive on a daily yeah. basis right but me personally I I am not in a mental state that I would be able to deal with those comments mm. not in real life and not online so I decided to hide myself more or less so, <laughs> so, yeah so maybe so just to clarify 
your decision your decision was very much conscious of only showing your work and not showing yourself and both because you didn't want to deal with the personal remarks and also because you didn't want that false attention of people who didn't value you for the things you were able to do uh, am i on the mark somewhere uh yeah kind of um i didn't i didn't want this to be like i <laughs> and that there comes one story in my mind of actually yeah, one of my my ex-boyfriends who like bless him but he at one point said to me like oh caro if you want more jobs you just have to flirt a bit more and i was like mm. you did not just mm. say that this is not the way i want to be perceived in the professional mm. world like i want i want to be booked because i do a good job and i don't want to be booked because I'm a female who does a good job. I want to be booked because I do a good job, right? Mm. Yeah, just <laughs> compared to everybody. Just, yeah, just compared compared to a male, female, whatever, transgender. I I don't care. I just want to work to speak for itself, and mm. um, that's yeah. Maybe I would share more pictures of myself on my Instagram, but I don't because it, it makes maybe in my head a wrong impression of that this is not professional enough, or I don't know, it's weird. I, that, that like triggered uh, such a big feeling in me when you said like, that, that in order to be awarded work or be seen, that you have to perform in a, a certain way, like you have to smile you have to clean, you have to um, give certain people the floor uh, before yourself. And that just like triggered a memory in me of um, working with some older women who were basically telling me that the only way to success is to sleep my way to the top. Wow. wow. Or make those men feel like they are more important than what they were so that they would do their actual job. Oh. I, I had worked, I had worked with a company that I was trying to get paid for, for my work. And I was told by one of the colleagues of this gentleman, I don't even, I, you can't even call him a gentleman. Um, I was told by one of my colleagues that I needed to flirt with him on the phone. Like I couldn't send him an email asking for payment or asking him to do his job. I needed to flirt with him so that he would feel good so that he would do his job. What? For me. That doesn't, I mean, it, that this seems like a whole different world to me, but. This is something like across the board professionally, whether I'm an artist, wow. I'm a craftsperson, I'm in corporate America, I'm wherever, um, I am constantly up against some of those situations where I'm being asked to put myself in a lower position mm. so that I can get a man to do his job. Yeah. Um, and, and that gets really 
you know, uh, we joke about it. Like some, some of my girlfriends will joke about it. Like, oh God, listen to what I had to do today to get so-and-so to actually respond to my email. And this guy won't respond to my emails unless I talk to him for two hours because he wants to complain about how the world would be better if he were running it. Okay. You know, like that that's the kind of um, like that. Obviously, that's <laughs> not that's not specific to being a maker in the community or being a, it's just being a woman in a workplace yeah. um, and, and having to be submissive or subservient in order to get certain people to perform what they're actually being paid to do. Yeah. But they, they feel like they, they should, they should get something more from me than me asking them to do their job. You know, are they are, are those people acting the same way with men, like trying to uh, um, diminish them or their quality? Or it's only towards women. It's only to the women in the group, and um, I I've had this happen several times. Whether it's a sales manager or it's an estimator or it's it's someone that holds power, yeah. they have something that I need to progress forward whether that's monetarily, whether that's just like the next step in my job, whether it's the next step in my career, I have to position myself lower than them. Mm -hmm. So they feel like I understand what they are, who they are, and I give them their credit so that they will in return. It, it's like that whole idea of like, um, the game that like that whole game that it, it's not going to go away for a long time let's mm. just face 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 the deal there like things are getting better but there's a certain generation that needs to get out of the way for it to really get to a better place mm -hmm. and unfortunately yeah. some some people um are mentoring under these folks that have that mindset whether it's a, a male or a female like the the one woman who told me that i the only way that i could get the position that i was in was if i i sucked someone's dick wow like i didn't earn my position what are you talking about i i i never did that like are are you kidding me you think that i did this thing in order to yeah. get a promotion it's the um, it's what you said earlier with the female maker it's the same thing in the uh, workplace like you don't deserve to be here you're not qualified so if you are in a higher position than you were before it's just because you did something to receive it and you didn't earn it right yeah and you know i get where she came from she came from a generation um that in the 80s that was the thing like you went out after hours with a certain mm. group of men and perform certain things in order to get elevated in the company. That's the only way that you would go, you know, you, you would succeed. And her, her blind spot was that the world had changed, mm -hmm. that there were opportunities for women to advance without doing those things, but it was so condescending that she couldn't respect me because she had it in her head that that was the only way that I would get a position above her. Wow. And, you know, it's, I'm, I don't know if it's just like, maybe it's cultural in America. Like that's, 
That's... No, we we had the same thing in France in the eighties. It was exact same mentality, and they they even made a, a movie about it. Uh, it's like it was well established in the French society in the eighties that if a woman had a high position in a company, it was because she slept for it. I'm just going like wow, just wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, that just sounds know. like some crazy movie plot. I mean, it might not be that extreme anymore. It's like hopefully. to that sense of how it was in the eighties, but it's still very much like, like Heidi said, well, flirt a little, you know, you have to sort of work your way in it. You're not given the same level of respect from mm. the get go. Yeah. And that it is so that doubt about, uh, and whether like that's because you're a woman or you're, you're a woman, yeah. of color or transgender or non-binary or whatever else that is not straightforward cishet white male mm -hmm. there is a level of of earning you have to do and that typically for women or female presenting folks will come with be nice and smile and compliment and flirt a little mm -hmm. be soft yes be soft yeah it's it's very um because i i'm definitely not that person uh, I am, I'm direct. I'm, I, I'm a person when you work with me professionally, I, my, my goals are to complete a project on time and under budget. And I don't like to, I, I like to have fun when, when it's time to have fun, but like I'm focused mm -hmm. and sometimes that comes off as, you know, you're just you're rough around the edges. Whereas like, if I, if I see like a counterpart, uh, a male counterpart and they're, you know, behaving the same way or commanding a room in that way, or, um, you know, setting an agenda. Um, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see how, you know, it's perceived. Mm -hmm. I, at, at one point I was, um, told by a superior in a room of other female managers that I was a bitch. And that was completely okay. And, wow. and it was just like, wait, um, I'm 27 years old and I'm sitting in a room with my colleagues and my boss refers to me as a bitch. Probably for having an opinion and not much else. Mm. It, it was a lot, there were a lot, there were a lot of things that culminated into this situation mm. and it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things, but it also changed my trajectory a bit uh, mm -hmm. when it came to how, whether I internalized that because it crushed me. I, I felt myself falling apart internally in that room when that was said, but I didn't hold on to it. After the meeting, I went into his office, I lit into him and then two weeks later, I left. Mm -hmm. um, Which I is didn't, maybe not yeah. the right thing. It's probably he the one, <laughs> he the one who should have been gone. But yeah, the thing was is the culture of that environment was that he was going to always be right. Okay. He would always yeah. be right because it was a um, a men's club, and the and the women were were token uh, leadership, so that the organization would from the outside present as um modern but 
we all knew who actually had, you know, the power in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I, I think one thing, one thing that I've, I've taken from that situation is how I will not be treated mm-hmm. and I will not stand for it. And I remove myself from those environments. So if in the maker community, I'm in a, I'm in a group and it's toxic and it's misogynistic, I don't try to change the group. Yeah. It's what's gain me. I, I leave it. Oh, I don't that, go on Reddit. Yeah. I, I do the same thing as Caro. I don't dress provocatively, even though I might, you know, want to dress, you know, a certain way, or I want to wear a, a tankini or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I definitely am aware of that perception hmm. and whether it's good or bad, I avoid it. And I avoid those corners where it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to change people. I, I think you hit a very good point there, Heidi. Uh, a key point is that we're constantly aware. Mm-hmm. It is something that's always, at least for me in the back of my mind, like if I post a picture of myself, how do I look? I don't want it to be too sexy or too revealing because I don't want to deal with the comments. Um, I, I don't want to to attract the wrong kind of attention. It's like, even if I don't want to think about it, I still do. <laughs> like mm. subconsciously, it's still somewhere there of like, oh no, that picture is, is showing a bit too much of this or that. I'm not going to post that. And I think that's, that might be a very big difference where if you, mm-hmm. if you're a, a man in that space, it might, you might never think about. I completely agree. It's, <laughs> if I make a picture of myself, I'm thinking about like, how I criticize myself and how I look in that picture. I never once thought about how other people would portray me. Like this is a complete eye opener. Yeah. And something I never even considered. I mean, another, I guess another side of that is the the whole story of girls always walking home together or always being on the phone together when mm-hmm. they walk home late at night, always often, even as I've heard walking large detours just so they can avoid that one dark street or yeah. something to have that effect and as very much a a white male i've never had any second thoughts about any of that yeah i, I found that recently that men are not necessarily aware of that fact and that was actually surprising to me because half the population is walking home uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah but i i've i've found sort of after the fact and especially after a couple of times of having these kind of conversations realized that oh that time i was walking looking at my phone maybe walking kind of quickly after another person and noticing how they seem to tense up as i get closer and closer and then walk past them and they seem to relax in the moment you were the scary guy for a moment yeah then i was the scary guy and i was like oh no i'm playing pokemon go and being drunk i mean yeah, but the, the woman in the street doesn't know. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that, that's the problem that we have to, because we don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. We have to be aware of that and keep our distances at night in order to not scare them. And that's totally normal. It's not our fault that they feel scared, but it's our responsibility that they don't because we are doing the right thing. Because now we are aware that they feel scared or insecure when they are walking back home late at night because some fucking asshole did the wrong thing in that alley long time ago and they keep doing it over and over again still to this day 
Um, if if I may once again, because it was kind of the topic for for a moment, and I, I really would like to be the <laughs> David's advocate one more time and to push it even further. Um, you you've talked Carl and and ID about the fact of how you dress when you are in social and and Ellen as well. Um, um, I've seen um, some comments and I've heard some people say that some of the female maker uh, being very successful on the media uh, were successful because they were um, dressing like they were at the beach or dressing with really short shorts or dresses and and not wearing too much clothes that was the 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 core of these comments that i have uh, could you please educate those people and just tell them uh that's not a fucking business how they dress and and there is no correlation between the the talent of someone and how uh, she dress there there is not you are right about that at the same time it is pretty much a selling point there is no doubt about that and mm -hmm. to be fair i i'm i'm actually not against that as well like mm -hmm. if you as a as a female want to use that as a tool to be more successful then you have every right to do so mm. if you don't feel comfortable with doing that then don't do it right but if it's let, your thing, then that it's not a bad thing, I think. Because... Let's say, let's say, how you you took that route, and 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 you would uh, uh, show yourself a lot more on the on the social, like being dressed uh, very lightly, to to gain this selling point. And we would get comments like, "You shouldn't dress like that if you wanted our, your talent to be recognized, and and your success is only due." due to you showing your body what what can what could you answer to, to that kind of stupid comment well, even though it, it's clear that you are playing the game to sell more but that's yeah. that's not the point right i mean i'm not saying what i think i'm just letting you answer <laughs> but if uh, if i were in that position i would probably not give a fuck about those comments anyways right yeah mm. so because those comments, I think they are coming from a place where the commenter is probably just being jealous of some kinds of success that they are not having. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> those comments, they say so much more about the person yeah. making the comment than the person receiving the comments. Yeah. I, I have experience with some, some people in the maker community the larger community and that is like the, the the broad maker community that are like well she's only successful because she she dresses sexy and they are taking away sponsorships that should have gone to legit makers and now they're taking away by the people dressing sexy and it's like you're just upset that you're not getting everything you wanted and you're looking for easy targets to say it's their fault yeah. You should answer just dress sexy as well, and you will get the sponsorship <laughs> as well. I mean, well, if it, it bring, works it bring, like that. Yeah, um, it brings us back to the, to the thing that I was saying earlier in school, right? Mm. Yeah. If the males are jumping on that train wagon, right, and are giving the sponsorship to women because they find them sexy, then it's their fault and not the women's fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> work with what you have, I guess. I don't know. 
but yeah. but there's also no direct way to argue against that because it's, it's not no. they're not arguing the, what they're saying they're just unhappy and upset and jealous and they're looking for something and they're right. going to say well if it's a woman then it's because they're a woman and they get an unfair advantage and you can argue that logic or you <laughs> want it's not going to change their mind what because that was never the issue thing to say you're a woman so you have an advantage where, I, where I do you have a, a, an advantage in society where because you are a woman when? yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little bit devil's advocate here because i've seen the other side for it um working at the last company and see them going through a higher uh, proposal and we have something like a women's quote now where a certain um, or it's not official but a certain point of the uh, company is meant to be like the positions are filled with women to make it more equal and then seeing people that are like with a lot of work experience and like really qualified for that. And I was a project manager, like I basically needed someone uh, basically uh, being declined for a female student just coming out. I mean, I'm all about the changes, but there is no denying it that the other person just on paper was that was before even an interview was highly qualified for the job. And the other one just wasn't because the person had to be built up. So there is a difference in that. And it was because I was told in my face because it was of the quota. So there is that, like, that is real. That's just fact without um, meeting the people or knowing the people. If I may, here in yeah. Norway, there's been a law for a few years now that any publicly traded company needs to have at least 50, 40% women in at the board. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have 50-50 here. Which, which I, I would say is better. But... Yeah. Uh, you have somewhat of an argument there where they also need to be qualified for the job but at some point you don't need to be qualified to have a difference of opinion that will make other people who might be qualified think differently and come up come up with better solutions absolutely i mean it's, so it's... I, i'm i'm of an opinion there of like should we have a quota no do we need it Maybe. And this is and this because is the question. We live in an imperfect world. And this this, this yeah. is my questions to you. Like, how do you feel about that? And uh, basically, I have the same understanding. Like looking back at it, it's basically there's a reason we have the quota and we need the quota. Mm -hmm. And also, in the other side, like my coworkers that are not been in that interview or that hiring process, they will never know the difference because they've never met the other person. So it's basically all good and person gets integrated but i happened to just like walk into that meeting being asked because i was the project manager at that time and i was just like i don't care if it's male or female but i need the qualified person because i'm drowning in work right now and i do not have the time to like teach another person like no matter who it is or what gender like for another two months while like drowning in work just because you guys feel you have to fulfill a quota so that was my side. Like I was in the middle of the tw like my twenties at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. at another position, I would probably see that, and I I think you guys have a point there. But like I would really be interesting. Like uh, also Yuko and Heidi. Like how do you think about that? Like basically fulfilling a quota and like the pros and cons about it. Well, like it depends on yeah. It depends on the field you're working at because of course there are. There's no denial that there are certain like maybe technical fields or whatever where there's much more male students and like uh, than female students in university so um if you have a quota which is 50 50 then of course it's a bit unfair because there are less 
uh, less females finishing their university, but they have a higher chance of getting a job, no matter if they are better qualified or worse qualified than the male counterpart, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have like 90% male students and just 10% women, and you, afterwards you have a 50-50 division of that, of course, all the women get the jobs and like <laughs> the male mm -hmm. ones are struggling no matter how qualified they are. So it's, yeah, I find, yeah, as, as Ellen said, like quotes are probably not the best way to do it, but maybe it's at this point, it's the only way to do it, to get some quite kind of uh, equality in, in a field. I don't know, it's, yeah, it's hard, hard to answer probably like steering a big ship, right? Like it's, there is no, no super easy answer when for thousands of years, there were marginalized people. Mm -hmm. There were people that weren't given the same opportunities, whether it was a gender, it was a sexual identity, it was skin color, it was where you were born. Um, I, I think the issue at hand right now is that we're at a precipice of people starting to realize that none of that really equates to how many brain cells you have or how what your aptitude for something is. It's what you what your environment allowed you to learn at a young age yeah. and what you were exposed to. Um, and you know, in some ways, I can see where it'd be like, I want someone that can come in right off the bat and, and just take off and do, and that makes my life easier. But if, if the organization is looking at, um, trying to be, I guess, responsible for the next 10 years, what we know of based on research is that people tend to hire people with similar backgrounds. So maybe when they bring in that one female colleague to fill in that role because they are trying to meet a quota, that one female colleague will encourage another female to go into that field. And then it, it kind of, it just adds up and stacks and stacks and stacks to a point where there will be more women, there will be more people of color, there will be more non-binary, there will be more, you know, whatever demographic you're looking to fill in those roles, because people start to see themselves in those roles too. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's not, it's not going to be easy. Um, and there's no super quick answer because it's a big ship that's been built over millennia. And we're just now trying to steer it in a direction that makes sense and utilize everyone in our culture in a way that we we maybe predetermined, we said, I've never seen a woman weld before. Well, that doesn't mean a woman can't weld. It's just mm -hmm. that you've never seen that. Yeah. Um, it's it's not that she's she's taken it better or she's learned it faster than a, <clears throat> than a male counterpart might've been. It's just, it's new. Yeah. Um, so I, I there was there's that pain point and then there's the result. There was this just just once again. Um, there was this French because I want to keep the mood 
light a little bit. Um, so um, there was this French senator a long time ago who was actually a priest. And, and uh, one other senator was telling uh, the guy that uh, God didn't exist. And the senator answered, the priest senator answered, uh, uh, why do you think that? And he said, because I've never seen God. So the priest senator answered, you've never seen my butt, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So when you don't have seen anything, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So the, the females can do anything. It's not because you have not witnessed one doing something that it, it, it can be done, can happen. Like people very, being very surprised when they uh, see a female blacksmith for the first, first time or a female mechanic for the first time. I mean, it's it's not uncommon here that uh, uh, women uh, are taught how to take care of a car and and how to fix a car. And I know Hélène is doing it uh, very well now because she's learned how to fix her own car. And I just can't wrap my hand around the fact that people are still surprised that a woman can just do what they call a men job or men work or whatever. It's just still crazy to me i mean once again i think being able to say but why if we just because you don't see a woman doing it doesn't mean she can't do it is again a little bit of a privileged point of view and i don't mean to make you a scapegoat or anything like that i just think it's it's such an important topic that representation really really does matter and it's easy mm -hmm. to say that it shouldn't matter if you're seeing yourself represented everywhere and yes a woman should be able to do anything a man can do even though we haven't seen it like we don't need to see it to, to believe that it's true but yeah <laughs> seeing it definitely helps no no my i'm not saying that you should be aware that it happens or it exists even though you haven't seen it without having to make it represented and to show it actually on the social or everywhere. I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, people just need to consider that there is something else than the things that they, they know and they have seen, uh, if, even though they have no proof of it, they haven't but, but, been witnessed it. It's better when it's shown because it, it actually prove these people wrong but think of it from the mindset of, sure. of a kid because as an adult it's very easy to say yeah yeah my point exactly as, but, as if you show kids that a woman can be sent in space a young woman would dream will be to go in space and that's awesome so yeah i'm totally down for it yeah. but it's not because you haven't seen a woman be go to space that it means that it can't be done until it is and the representation is obviously super important that in that kind of stuff yeah and i, I think there that like of course we know it, it can be done but we learn these behaviors so very young yeah and as as a young little girl six years old you don't know anything about the world you don't understand anything and mm -hmm. all you see is men going to space and men welding and men working on cars at that age, you don't have the, the ability to say, oh, but by the way, just because mm -hmm. I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You don't have that concept in your mind. So yeah. you just get ingrained into yourself. Like, that's just not what women do. That's something that men do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at 30 years old, we might be able to say, but of course a woman can do that. The same. It's not just for men, but but that ingrainedness, it, it stays. 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of work to do that, and I think we are on a not on a good way, but we are on on a way, right? <laughs> and uh, there are successes every now and then. Um, I have to think, for example, of Laura, who's doing like the kids TV show, which is like one of the like every kid kid is watching it. The the mouse sending right, and she is the one doing doing the building stuff there. And so it for those young kids watching it, for them it might become normal, right? For that yeah. generation. Yeah. We grew up with a totally different picture of people yeah. doing that stuff. And it also not to like undermine that, but in the end some things come down to physique as well, right? You don't see like female builders in the street like doing the roads and stuff because it is probably not in their physique to do that kind of hard work. And the same goes maybe for blacksmithing as well to a certain degree or woodworking or so because it's it's tough work on your body, right? And we might disagree on that, but to a certain degree, it's not not in the women physique to do that kind of hard work full-time i think i think the comparison um might be better when it just comes to sports because in that sense both genders technically have the same uh, found the same resources to do the same job to perform equally it's all down to genetics right Mm. And and like to uh, controlled environment. Yeah, it's it's a much more of a controlled environment. That's that's the phrase I was looking for. Uh, has has a woman yet actually run a four minute mile? I don't think so. And it's been no idea. forty years since the first man did it. Maybe. And I think it's a very good point that we shouldn't ignore that there are physical differences between genders and things like that, and that that's always going to be the case. But I think. It's also it's also still a matter of being used to and 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 I think there's a lot of possibles. Like there's a bell curve of average women and there's a bell curve yeah. of average men. Mm-hmm. And yes, on average the men are stronger and have certain attributes in different ways than women. But pick a random man and a random woman, it's not gonna mm-hmm. be guaranteed that that's the same way. I have absolutely met women that could fold me up and put me into a handbag. <laughs> uh no yeah. doubt about it yeah. and that and that and that's with uh, outside the world of blacksmithing even that that was my old uh ceramic teacher uh back in in uh, secondary school yeah uh, she, she, she i mean she she was uh competitive in, competitive in weightlifting when she was younger and she very much still had that physique at i don't know late 40s or something yeah yeah but that's that yeah that's just i i was not like undermining that of no, course no. A female and male are, are, are different and but as ellen said there's a generic type of women and a generic type of men in their physique uh which is no doubt at a difference and that's why you still see a majority of male builders in the street or yeah. a majority of woodworkers or blacksmiths or whatever because the majority in the <laughs> how do you phrase that like 
because the the physique is different in that way that they are more like how do you it's put easy that? for them i guess it's it's easier for them so there but will always be more male I, stereotypes I, in if, a if, if I'm just, if just, just a small made. example um, okay. when doing my apprenticeship because I was an electronic technician we had like metalworking and um, it's starting with work clothes when I mean it's been a long time but when I started my apprenticeship we had three girls in our classes and or yeah in the in the mechanical class and it was actually hard for them to find fitting work clothes because it's like that standard blue stuff that you pull over and they had mm -hmm. problems finding something in their size because it was just not made for because nobody spent even an idea that they could be doing that job this is yeah. all about mindset it's mm -hmm. like tools clothing yeah so this is this... Uh, ellen i want i know you want to talk on that topic but I'll, I'll i would just like to go back a little step and just on the whole uh gender diversity in crafts when as soon as you have an artistic element to it I don't think physical ability matters at all because then it's all about how your mind works and how you're able to take an idea in your head into the real world and realize it. Yes, if you have the physicality for it, that might be easier. But I I have a lot of women now who are signing up for my classes and they all exceed in some things that the males, generally speaking, don't. And that is the artistic sense and their ability to get to the job without making mistakes. Mm -hmm. The male tend to be really gung-ho and really strong, and then they have bad technique and they ruin themselves or their piece before they mm -hmm. actually make something that or make what's, what's the goal of it. I mean, we're getting into a whole nature versus nurture territory yeah. here. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, just, just, it's just my part of saying like, uh, I, ha I have had at least one female on every single course since November at this point, and that's once a month, give or take a bit. There's always been a female there, and they always reach the finishing line. Even even the girl I had in who was 16 and like had barely held a hammer before, she still completed it. She took her time, and she didn't make, but she didn't make that many mistakes on the way. We've talked about a lot of different subjects or, or parts of the main topic, I guess. Um, and it's uh, almost time. So I wanted to ask you, ladies, um, what can we do as a whole, as a community, as um, followers, subscribers, uh, listeners, to make the socials or specifically social we're not talking about the world because it would be super long uh, episode but can we do what can we do to make um the social media a little bit more a little bit safer for women creators that want to uh, expose their work and and just be part of the community That that much, mm. yeah, that much. There's no simple answer. If there was, yeah. we would have we would have give it to you. But I think it's a very complex thing. No, but I mean, I mean, uh, when I when I entered the the community, like it was probably six or seven years ago now. Um, I tried. I I, I was um, 
a spectator at first. I was just looking and listening. I didn't post anything. I was just, I was very passive in that sense. Um, and I tried to understand the rules of the community. And what I, I uh, immediately understood uh, was that in that community, in the maker community, in these groups that I, I'm now part of, um, positivity is the rule. You have to uh, lift up people. You have to encourage them. You have to be polite. You have to um, just try to be nice because we are all in the same boat as the ID was saying we are we are living in the same world and it's just nice to feel encouraged and and negativity is not um, necessary and and even further it's like banned in that that small groups of maker so I was just wondering if there is this stuff that we should avoid saying doing to just make you feel better as a as a female maker. Um, I have something that I think Ellen and I have talked about before, which you are probably not that aware of because it happens quite frequently, I would say. And that is, I mean, we all each know each other quite well now, mm -hmm. right? And you know that I'm always the first to make a dick joke and no problem there, right? But you have to be aware that although women might say something like, oh, I'm one of the boys. Mm -hmm. We will never be one of the boys. And the way you talk maybe, or the way you make jokes between like within the community, like um, posting comments, like making certain jokes to each other or sexual jokes or whatever mm -hmm. between each other, because it's funny. It is funny, no doubt. Right. Mm -hmm. But we perceive that in a different way and it makes a different difference if you within your group of boys make a kind of a sexual joke or whatever um, and then if you do that to a female maker it does make a difference even though it shouldn't make a difference of course but um, it is not appropriate because of the way we experience it every day right so less so, big jokes and more boobs jokes. no 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 just just be aware of what you i don't know how i had no, i had one I, example I understand, I understand no i had, I had one example the other day where i was uh posting um a, a photo of the rooster that i made right mm. and someone from within our product group uh, of people posted a, a comment underneath that saying something along the lines of um, uh, or how dare you having your cock hanging out like that or something like that right mm -hmm. um, and I deleted the comment immediately and wrote him a message like maybe think twice before you post something like that on my public profile Yeah, because mm -hmm. it of course it probably would have been funny if he said that to one of the boys but mm -hmm. not on my professional instagram where i'm yeah. i have my customer tagged and i don't want that there right we are not in a pub at this point yeah. and you have to know um to who you can make those jokes right it makes a complete difference if we 
if if I make a joke like that with you or Jamie or Steve or whoever, right? Mm. That's completely fine because yeah. we know that it's fine. Yeah, I remember we did in in on WhatsApp like for one hour or so. It was <laughs> funny because it was on WhatsApp and because it was just us and it was not public and it was not in front of your clients and and everything. So yeah, totally get your point. Yeah, yeah. but the, because we've or I I don't want to speak for the others, but if you have actually um, experienced like sexual harassment and mm-hmm. it might just trigger a bit if you yeah. get weird comments like that. I don't, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fine line, I would say, and it's easy to cross that line. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very strict in like putting people back into their, their place at this point, because I don't think that I, I think they should be made aware of that. It's not appropriate yeah. what they are saying and what they it's are doing. Thing. And because most of them might not be aware that like, yeah, it was just a joke. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it was not a joke for me. <laughs> I have a rule in life. Uh, don't remember where I got that from, but uh, it's basically um, never say online what you wouldn't say to a person's face. So if you are not willing to uh, assume the consequences of your saying or what you are saying to the person, uh, when you are face to face, just don't write it on the social. It's, it's, that, it's, it's not nice. It's not it's just cowardly. That that works um, unless you're Erasmus. No, wait, wait hold he, on. He, 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 will say, he will say the same things to your face and he will smile. <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably yeah. true. It also depends on how, how much of a nice person you are because like my experience in real life has been much worse than my experience online. Oh, wow. So, yes. yes. With the maker community, you know? With like us? Yeah, oh, man, in general. In general. <laughs> okay. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. I I would say like just just additionally um one one of the things that I have experienced within the community is mansplaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, like no, if you girls don't know what is man spinning, it's actually a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. Sorry. Yeah. So, like, if if I post a video that that talks about something to do with um, dust collection or you know those kind of things, like, um, I I just I I think it's it's just what Jan was saying before about understanding not just how you feel, but how it's perceived outside of you, whether it's, um, you know, being a bit condescending about your opinions on equipment or equipment use or, you know, safety or um, what somebody's wearing, if their hair is a certain way or, you know, those kind of things. Just, I think the biggest takeaway from, from a conversation like this is just to be, try to be a bit more mindful about your uh, internal biases mm-hmm. with what you're seeing and, and how you're receiving messaging, um, how other people's biases may may perceive what you are trying to say um, and what your position is in a cultural reference. So, you know, you guys have your own podcast. It's three heterosexual white males uh, talking about everything that's important to you. 
And there are a lot of podcasts that are very similar to that. And, you know, I, I feel great about you guys because you are giving a voice um, to other people that, you know, you want to understand more. You want to understand what our experiences are. So kudos to you for inviting us to bust you up a little bit. Um, but I think like just that position of um, understanding your place, who you are, we've, we've talked about it a few times where it's like, you can have an opinion, but you can also hold your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, being, being more mindful is, I, I think, are, are big steps for most human beings in, in this digital age. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to add on to that as well, because I think that that's, you're making a very good point, Heidi. And I think like if I have one piece of advice, it is that like take the initiative to, to educate yourself more, which you guys are doing by having us on. And I really appreciate that. But it's also not something that we can have, you know, one hour and a half talk about and then sort of be done with. It is it is a complex thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I fully understand that you might not be aware the the experience of women walking home alone or walking into a maker uh, event or being being online. It's like it, I totally get that you might have blind spots there, mm -hmm. but being curious about them and actively doing the research about them um, will really help understand sort of the context of things. And so when you're writing a comment, if you know the, the broader context of you know, non-men in the maker world and things like that, it, it becomes much easier just to look at what you're doing in a different light and, and interpret it differently. And even now, like we're just three white women <laughs> that you've invited on. There's so many yeah. more, much more beyond that. There's non-binary people, there's people of color, like there's so many things that mm -hmm. it's all of our responsibilities to educate ourselves on and to be aware that, you know, I might not mean anything creepy, but I can't be ignorant to say, well, I didn't know their experience because it's such a big part of the population of like, there's also some sort of responsibility to become aware of the context there. Um, I would want to jump on one more thing maybe. And that's um, if, if, if a female, I don't, I know they are like, black sheep everywhere in every field and people are maybe taking advantage of that as well in some points but um the reason why a lot of women don't speak up if let's say something happens to them if they are being harassed or if even worse i don't know and they are not reporting it to the police or not um not telling it anyone uh, to anyone is because they are afraid that they won't believe, that won't be believed that mm -hmm. this actually happened, right? And mm -hmm. I think that is that is the worst part, basically, because if you are giving yourself, um, uh, if if you are blaming yourself for something that happened to you, and then um, being unable to to actually report that there has something happened because you are afraid that no one will believe you like the whole victim blaming stuff. Yeah. Um, we should, we should all just, if some, someone tells you that something bad happened, 
first of all listen and mm. maybe believe them <laughs> yeah and not ask questions like oh yeah how did you dress or what did you do that made them do that right you don't and have to do anything <laughs> if i may also add on a small point um when you are not reporting it no matter like the severity of the thing you are to some extent i think also giving them agency and saying you can keep on doing this thing there's no repercussions there's no consequences mm. if someone actually don't tell you that there is well for a long time that was the case that there were no consequences even if you did tell them <laughs> which True. i think is sort of what brought us here today yeah yeah well i mean there's a lot of psychological stress involved in that as well yeah. where you as a as a victim don't want to live through the whole interrogation stuff of course yeah, because that's I can just understand fucking that. horrible um and you are afraid of the consequences or afraid of like facing your predator to some extent and stuff like that so it's that's like a whole other thing as well but we should be aware of that and believe women, men, whatever, I mean, there's abuse in all, all directions if they are saying something happened mm. to them and, yeah. I know we are not doing a focus, but I would, maybe we can still share some, I don't know, maybe information about if yeah, you please. have some, I don't know, socials that are, that you want to point out because I have, I have actually one which, um, you, you said Heidi earlier that you are like kind of keeping a folder with all your the, the messages that you might have received or that you have uh, seen that will be online. available on the two cells <laughs> focused Instagram page uh, starting tomorrow right I have one Instagram account which I find kind of nice it doesn't have many I don't find it nice, but it's it's very informative. Uh, it doesn't have many entries, but it's called females underscore in underscore films. Uh, no, film, just film. And that are just screenshots of female uh, working in the film industry and sharing their experience, how they get abused with the whole hierarchy thing and what they had to do or what they were made to do maybe to... Uh, yeah get the job <laughs> yeah so um that is that is one i mean there, there are lots of accounts like that out there which are just collecting um screenshots of but it's like good that. that that you are plugging this one because it, it's been a little bit more than one hour we've been talking and yet we haven't mentioned movies or the movie industry and Jan was getting bored a little bit so thank, thank oh, you I for that. I was not yeah. getting bored. I was just like, <laughs> can it be? Could it be? No, it, it won't. No, take it. Yeah. <laughs> not this time. Yeah, if you have any other uh, account, platform, uh, anything that, that could help the cause, uh, please share and and even if you don't add them today and and you want to uh, send them to us, we will be happy to relay them on the um, Instagram of the podcast and and the show notes and the show notes and our personal page and everything. I, th I think I think it's important to not only you to tell your experience but also show sort of a cavalcade of scenarios that has happened and tell how stupid something can be 
even though, uh, no, just how stupid th some things can be when it is given in the wrong context or when you are talking without thinking, which I know I have a big habit of doing. Mm. Uh, but uh, unless there's some many last bits that you want to say, yeah, I... there is. Okay, never mind. Though. Go on. You, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you will probably say the exact same thing. I have no idea, but I, I don't know. I just wanted to thank you, uh, three, Carol, ID, and Ellen, for uh, being here, for enduring us <laughs> for more than one mm. hour, uh, for educating us, uh, and and maybe some of the listener about what it is to be. A woman, what it is to be a female maker, what it is to be on the socials, and I, I hope that um, at our very, very little scale, it will um, make things a little bit better. I hope. Thank you so much. I've been a little bit quiet for the last couple of minutes, but I have to a lot of think about and a lot to process <laughs> with that. So yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And we love you. Absolutely. Uh, my last thing that I was going to say is that the Makers Waffle guys did have a conversation similar to this a while back. And to the listeners out there who want another set of experiences in similar kind of topics, uh, that episode will be linked below in the show notes and it should be checked out because that's uh, it's not the same, but it is around the same topic. Yeah. And oh, as and and <laughs> it was actually the 50... happy birthday yeah don't thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you yep. so yeah we start season two next week right? we have our own little podcast baby yeah <laughs> Soon and, you walk, and you three are welcome back anytime Join us. Thank yes. you for indulging us and educating us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And bye bye. That's it. That's that's your outro, right? Well, do we do we need anything more? I don't know. Maybe just. Well, you can find them okay. at two thirds. Yeah, Red, Ellen, Heidi, and me. And now, good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done. Good night. See you in <laughs> You can find the socials of all of us down in the show notes. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good week. Bye. Good night. Bye.